Blog Talk Radio. Who is January Jones? She is not a young, beautiful, talented actress on Mad Men. She is not an older, gorgeous, exotic dancer from the Johnny Carson Show. She is an author, and she wrote, Thou Shall Not Wine, The Eleventh Commandment, that reached number one at Amazon.com. She is a reality TV golf personality with World High Stakes Golf televised on HDNet. She is a humorist and winologist expert. She is your featured host today on January Jones Sharing Success Stories. So sit back, relax, and get ready to laugh and listen to Ms. Jones with her eclectic roster of guests as you learn life's lessons. These stories plus sharing equals success. Welcome and remember, beware because you are entering the no-whining world of January Jones. Now let me ask you a question. Have you ever struggled to find inner peace? Tell me, do you know what the first strategy is that will infuse your day with inner peace? Have you ever wanted to know more about how to meditate? Yeah, I'd like to learn how to do that. Would you like to learn more about how chakras can relate to you? Can you imagine connecting chakras to your own energy system? Now, have you ever heard about a fabulous book called The Inner Peace Diet? That's P-E-A-C-E. Or better yet now, would you like to meet someone who has some of the answers that we're looking for? Now, are you ready to learn how to be successful and how to attain inner peace? If you can answer yes or maybe to any of these questions, then you are in the right place. And I would like to welcome you to January Jones sharing success stories today. I will be introducing you to my guest. She is a success coach extraordinaire, and she will provide us with wonderful information and inspirational lessons and some really, really great advice. I am pleased to announce that our show is live on talk for media at iHeartRadio with over 55 million subscribers. We are archived 24-7 for your listening pleasure at iHeart. Also, LinkedIn has announced that my profile was one of the top 5% most viewed last year. So let me tell you a little bit about my guest today. This is her first visit on the show, and she is the author of the books, The Inner Peace Diet, and Find Your Life Purpose Now, Recipes for Making Your Dreams Come True. She is a licensed clinical social worker, registered nurse, and registered yoga teacher who lives and works in Wilmington, Delaware. She is currently a doctoral candidate at the University of Pennsylvania and loves showing people how to relax and tune into their own deepest wisdom. When she is not teaching, counseling clients, or carting her family around town in her Honda, she is working on her dissertation and or burning dinners. It's my pleasure to welcome to the show Eileen McCabe Matcher. Hi, Eileen. How are you doing? Hi, January. I'm great, thank you. How are you? 
I'm wonderful, and I'm so happy to have you on the show. I must confess, uh, as I said before we went on the air, you're beautiful, your picture is fabulous, and your Inner Peace Diet, what a killer title. How did you come up with that title? Oh, thank you, January. You know, I think that inner peace is something that we're, I know that I've personally have strived for, um, and that's something that I teach people how to do in every way. Um, so that's, the title really just came to me. The work came first, and then the title came just in the shower one day. Okay. I probably thought it was going to come while you were busy burning dinner or doing carpool. <laughs> how, many ki- how many kids do you have? I just have one. Um, my husband and I have an eight-year-old daughter, Vivian. Okay, great. Wonderful. Now, share with my listeners where your success story actually began where you were born, um, your family life, and who your early mentors were. Yeah, absolutely. I was born in Abington, Pennsylvania, which is right outside of Philadelphia. Um, And I would have to say my earliest mentors, you know, January, I've been so lucky to have great mentors over the course of my entire life, starting from early childhood up until today. I think that having mentors and surrounding yourself with positive people is crucial at every point in the lifespan. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I was very lucky, blessed, and fortunate to have people in my family of origin to be my heroes and my mentors. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say my dad was, was huge, as well as my mom. Um, you know, my dad was a Vietnam veteran and just a, a disabled veteran for most of his life at that. And it was just very instrumental in me formulating the inner peace diet because inner peace was something that my dad really didn't have a lot of um, based on his own childhood and experiences in Vietnam. And, you know, I watched him struggle to find ways to heal that throughout his life. And, you know, I think that my work in the past and today is part of that healing legacy. Oh, yeah. Well, I understand what you're saying about uh, your dad being a disabled veteran. My husband is also a Vietnam disabled veteran. And that is a difficult thing for a lot of people to adjust to when they come home from Vietnam. Don't you agree? Absolutely. Absolutely. And there are so many people that are still continuing to fight that war on a daily basis, even though they may have left that country a long time ago. And as you well know, you know, our country is at war now. So we have so many men and women that are facing that issue currently. Oh, yeah. But luckily, luckily, there's a lot of great research that's going on, you know, for different modalities that can really help people heal from that Mm -hmm. type of trauma. Yeah, and the unspoken uh, issue is that all of the men who were in Vietnam, if they were there from particular time, they all will be uh, suffering from some form of Agent Orange. And a lot of people didn't talk about that for a long time, but this is a reality and this is a fact, and this is why there are so many veterans having a difficult time after Vietnam. Now, um, about you, were you an only child? Yes, I was I was the only child of both of my parents. Actually, speaking about, you know, Vietnam, my dad over the course of his life had five different brain tumors, which we um, uh-huh. think were, was correlated to Vietnam. So my parents were actually advised not to have any more children after me because of my dad's um, medical condition and his brain tumors. So I was oh. very fortunate to not to have to share any of my parents' 
paternal love when you grew up as an only child. Well, that was lucky for you, but uh, that's a sad situation. And it goes right back to the Agent Orange. We went to a reunion for my husband's uh, battalion, and they had a, a session for the families. And they said, if your husband went there, it was in Vietnam, he will have some form of Agent Orange. And a lot of people tried to ignore it and pretend it wasn't going to happen, but now we see it happening all the time. Um, now, when you wrote your book, how long did it take you to write your book? You know, I actually started writing the book in the year 2000. Um, I started writing the book based on my knowledge of yoga. My first yoga teacher was my grandmother, my father's mother. She taught me yoga when I was, you know, three years old in the 1970s. My grandmother um, was one of the first yoga teachers and learned uh-huh. yoga here in, in the States in the 60s. So I was always just gathering different information, writing things about experiences that I had for my personal yoga practice, and then as a yoga teacher, and as a therapist and working with different people. Um, I actually worked with veterans at the VA hospital. So writing about different modalities and different strategies that I found helpful personally that worked well with clients that I had. And I started this little file and I just had wrote on the tab book. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just when I had time, I would file different things there, different creative writings, different things. And I guess it was the year 2007, I had the opportunity I was to connect with an acquisitions editor at Penguin. Um, mm-hmm. I was offered the opportunity to be a technical editor for a book on adoption, you know, read the book about adoption and is this something that happens from a social worker's perspective in adoption. Mm-hmm. And as a result, as we were communicating back and forth, I asked her and said, you know, I have this book idea that I've been working on for a few years. And um, I really, do you think this is something that's viable or that I could get published? And she's like, you know, send me over a, a book proposal. Mm-hmm. Like, mm, book proposal. <laughs> yeah, so, how do you do that? <laughs> I, exactly. I had no clue. So I literally went... <laughs> I literally went to the library in Kennett uh-huh. Square, Pennsylvania, which is where my husband and I were living at the time, and took out a book from the library, which I highly recommend. It's called How to Write a Book Proposal by <laughs> Michael Larson. Okay. Wrote a book proposal and sent it over to Michelle Wells, the editor at Penguin. And she came back to me, and, you know, within two weeks, things happened very quickly. We had an offer um, for them to publish the book. And then over the course of six months, um, we finished the book. So we had a nice starting foundation, but we actually had to, you know, weave and integrate everything into a book. Okay. Um, and so. when you say we, it was your husband and yourself? Yes, my husband and I wrote the book together. My husband is a professional chef, so he wrote nearly all of the recipes in the book. I wrote a few, but the vast majority are his. Oh, fantastic. And I've looked at some of the recipes. They look fantastic. I'm so glad that you shared that your grandma was a mentor for you uh, when you were growing up. And uh, back then, a lot of people hadn't even heard of yoga. So she was certainly ahead of her time. And I'm glad that you also said that mentors are so important. We share that with our listeners all the time. So many people say, well, I can't afford a mentor. And uh, Eileen and I are here to tell you that you can't afford not to get a mentor. And sometimes it doesn't really need to cost a lot of money. You can get a lot of mentoring some 
from some wonderful books out there, of which Eileen's The Inner Peace is one of them. Um, okay, so then you wrote it in six months. And, and, you know, interesting about the book proposal, I think sometimes that's harder than writing the book. Don't you agree? <laughs> Absolutely. Very challenging. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, book proposals have to be short and sweet, and sometimes that's very, very difficult to do that. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about what kind of a strategy a person can do uh, use to Fill their day with inner peace. Yeah, I, I think the really the simplest strategy of all really starts with our own breath, January, just paying attention to our own breath. And it's something that doesn't require necessarily going out and buying anything um, or it's something that, although, you know, we do recommend having a mentor naturally, it's something that you can do by yourself in just a few minutes a day. So even if you're, you know, like most of us living a very fast-paced, busy kind of a lifestyle, you can just find two minutes just to sit down and pay attention to your own breath. Um, One of my most favorite type of breathing exercises is a yogic breathing exercise called two-to-one breathing. Um, Uh So the goal with that breath is to make your exhalations twice as long as your inhalations. So you're really engaged. Yeah, you're engaging the parasympathetic nervous systems, slowing down the heart rate, slowing down respirations, really improving digestion, activating digestion. So it's a real simple way to do that experientially is just, you know, allow the tip of your tongue just to rest along the roof of your mouth, inhaling through your nose and exhaling through your nose. You may want to start inhaling to the count of one one thousand two one thousand and then exhaling to the count of one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand four one thousand. Oh okay. Yeah. So the exhale is actually double the inhale, isn't it? Exactly. That's the ratio. It's double. Well, this is fascinating, and as we're speaking, I've been trying to do it. <laughs> yeah. you know, we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with um, the Inner Peace Diet. When we come back, I'm going to find out if this book was listed in the diet section or the motivation section. We'll be right back. Do you desire more control over your money and financial matters? Would you like simple solutions to complex financial topics? Do you want more security in your financial future? If you answered yes to any of these questions, the book 101 Principles to Wealth is your answer. It's available now on Amazon.com. That's 101 Principles to Wealth by Charles Brokop. Order today. Do you want to learn how to live into your dreams? One Door Closes, Overcoming Adversity by Following Your Dreams. The new book by Tom Ingracia and Jared Kredimsky captures the thought-provoking stories of 16 people from all walks of life who have triumphed over adversity to achieve their goals. Plus, you'll get 10 self-assessment tools to design your own blueprint for success. Unlock your true potential. Fulfill your dreams. Be inspired. One Door Closes is available from Amazon.com. 
I'm pleased to announce that next week, uh, Tom and Jared, the authors of One Door Closes, will be on the show, and their special guest will be Sherry Payne, who was one of the lead singers uh, with the Supremes from Motown. Also, Charles Brokoff will be back with us again next month. His uh, interview is fascinating and informative. We're back now with Eileen McCabe. Now, did your book, where is it, is it listed, in diet or motivation? <laughs> you, know, you, you could actually find it in both, January. Both? <laughs> it's primarily listed in diet, um, uh-huh. you know, which you know, I sometimes struggle with as I, you know, my, my husband and I are currently revising and updating the book with the latest research and some new mm-hmm. techniques and things. And I often struggle with the word diet because, you know, what, yeah. Lots of times people associate that as if like with some type of a fad. But the, you know, the inner peace diet as it is, is really a lifestyle plan and a way to live life every day, not just for, you know, a short period. Mm-hmm. Well, I've been promoting this interview uh, for uh, dieters who are addicted. <laughs> Because I think I think your inner peace diet could actually solve a lot of their problems with compulsive dieting. Um, let's talk a little bit about meditating. And I know so many people say, "I don't have the time. I'm too busy." What's your answer to that? Well, I think that the first thing to do is to take a radically honest time log, create a radically honest time log where you're really just noting down what you're doing from the time that you wake up in the morning to the time that you go to bed at night. Sometimes, you know, when I go through periods in my life where I feel like I'm just too busy, I don't have time for this and that, but I'd really like to do it, I'll do one of these time logs and I find that there's these pockets of time that I may be spending cruising the internet or Facebook or maybe taking a telephone call from a friend and listening to that friend sort of complain for an hour, whereas I maybe really better serve them by being loving to them and just shortening the call. Um, Doing all those kinds of things, really finding those pockets of time and not in a judgmental way, but just saying, you know what, I, I, I do have some time. It only starts, you can start off with anywhere from two to five minutes. Okay. Starting, starting with those breathing exercises. Um, a lot of times, sometimes when I work with beginning students, you know, either in yoga class or in a therapy session, they'll say, you know what, like, I just don't like the breathing thing. Like, I don't get it. I feel like I'm doing it wrong. I feel like mm-hmm. I do reverse breathing. So another alternative way to begin a meditation practice would be with candle gazing. So you're just simply lighting a candle, placing it at eye level, and just gazing at the candle, just fixing your attention and focus on it. You know, starting out with two minutes and then just working your way up to five. You know, just gently letting go of thoughts. Um, So it's really starting out small, you know, taking those baby steps to make lasting changes and not judging yourself. Yeah, right. That's very important. Um, And who can't find five minutes a day? And it's something that you're doing for yourself. Now, my question for you is I walk my dog every day. Would that be a good time to do these breathing exercises while I'm out walking? Absolutely. I think that's a fabulous time. You know, you're out in nature and you're already doing such a wonderful thing by getting yourself out and your dog out, you know, walking meditation. So you may want to um, either focus on your breath or actually coordinate your breath with movement. So in your case, coordinate your breath with your footsteps, um, just gently letting go of any thoughts. Or, or just, it's impossible to stop thought. 
um, although some people can do it for a short time, but you're just not... (laughs) (laughs) You're <laughs> not engaging the thought. Well, Eileen, I love your answer because so many people, when you say meditate, they think they have to go in a quiet room, isolate themselves, and have solitude. And I'm sure that would work very well. However, most people are out walking and doing things, so it's wonderful to know that you can incorporate uh, the breathing into your active life. Now, could you share with us a little bit about chakras and how they relate to our inner peace? Absolutely, yes. Um, Chakras are vortexes of energy that are really closely related to the study of yoga. And these energy vortexes or centers run along our spine. So they start at the base of our spine, really deep in our pelvis, and then they're stacking one on top of the other vertically up through the crown of our head. Um, In the ancient study of yoga, there are seven main chakras or energy vortexes, and that's, you know, how we process energy. Um, So, you know, we know it in psychology, there's that saying that our issues are in our tissues. So any experience Mm -hmm. that we have is, is felt in the body. You know, our body remembers things that even our mind doesn't consciously remember. Chakras, you know, they're not something that we can necessarily see on diagnostic imaging, you know, for example, like an MRA, MRI, or a CT scan. Um, although it's interesting, January, I've read some research um, coming out of the HeartMath Institute, you know, where we can really measure um, the heart, measure, measure emotions from the heart, and, you know, postulating that perhaps we're going to be able to measure, measure other chakra centers as technology uh-huh. moves along as well. So there, there is exciting research that's just emerging in that area. Well, that's fascinating. I've heard about chakras before, but so many people, I'm glad you're sharing that. It's not something you can go get on an MRI. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. Now, how can our listeners connect uh, their chakras, their seven chakras, and, and tell us what those seven are, and how can you connect that to your own energy system? Yeah, absolutely. That's a um, great question. You know, there are seven major chakras, and the first one is the root chakra, and that that sits in the base of your spine, the base of your pelvis, and Mm -hmm. that really corresponds to, like, basic survival type of needs. So it really corresponds traditionally with the color red. So a great way to begin to experience your own root chakra is to really just envision the color red. Um, Mm -hmm. just spinning in a clockwise wheel just at the root of your pelvis. Um, So that's that's the way you can really feel into that is through that visualization using color. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, according to to ancient philosophy, ancient wisdom, um, it correlates with basic survival type of needs like food, shelter, and water. Um, So if people are struggling with issues around that, having severe financial needs, um, just really being in that survival type of mode, that's said to be a root chakra issue and can really be helped by doing grounding type of exercises like meditation, like brisk walking, stomping, Mm -hmm. um, running if your knees can tolerate it, those kinds of Uh activities. Okay. And what's the second chakra? The second chakra is the sacral chakra. In in women, that's located in the uterus, and in men, Uh it's in the spleen. Um, Okay. And that's 
represented by the color orange, and it really represents a person's ability to be able to create and seek pleasure. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something that can be really stimulated by being in water. Um, this, this chakra is stimulated by water, so doing a meditation while in the bathtub or in water is mm-hmm. sometimes a really good way to feel your way into this, this chakra, this energy center. Um, also, after meditating, doing a journaling exercises, so you know, mm-hmm. maybe doing some free writing or automatic writing, um, or any type of creative activity is, is really correlated to this center. So for some okay. people, that may be sewing or cooking, um, mm-hmm. doing painting, other artwork. Artistic, creative things. And what is the number three? The, the third chakra is the solar plexus chakra, and that's really associated with the concepts of identity, self-esteem, and power. And Uh on the physical body, that's um, located near your lower ribs, and it's represented by the color yellow. Yellow. Um, So on the the level of the physical body, there's lots of great yogic exercises, you know, that we think of like um, core training type of exercises that can really activate this center um, and make you feel more powerful, um, you know, being able to use your honest, authentic power to be able to create the life that you want. Um, okay. It's also great, you know, to visualize the color yellow at this center, you know, by focusing it, your attention on the lower ribs on that area. Mm-hmm. And number four? Um, number four is the heart chakra. It's associated oh. with the color green, and it's uh-huh. you know located exactly where it says right at the heart center. You know, it's associated with the with themes of love, you know, a person's ability to be able to give and receive love and feel compassion for other people and also for oneself. Right. Um, so really, on, on the physical body, you know, to stimulate that, we would want to do exercises related to the arms and sternum, thoracic cavity. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of meditation, a great meditation um, that I'll do if I really want to feel, you know, some more heart opening is I need visualize um, someone that I love dearly and unconditionally, you know, like my uh-huh. mother, my daughter, my husband, and mm-hmm. just imagine love pouring out from my heart center directly to them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, also, this can be a great exercise to do if you maybe have a really difficult relationship with someone where you're, for whatever reason, you're not able to connect with them on the physical level in person. Maybe they've crossed over, they're deceased. You're just sending your energy from your heart center, just imagining them in front of you and just projecting that love to their heart center. It can be healing and Um, powerful. That's so beautiful. Uh, You know, we're going to take a break and hear from our sponsors. And when we come back with Eileen McCabe, we're going to talk about Chakra 5, 6, and 7. We'll be right back. Everyone deserves a happy life. Life is supposed to be fun. Your life is supposed to feel good and you're meant to feel happiness in your life and to satisfy your dreams. And you can. Because the only reason anyone wants anything or does anything is that they think they will feel better in the having of it or the doing of it. They think they will feel better in the experiencing of it. Coming soon, a website where you can learn more on how you can have the life you deserve at afeelgoodworld.com. Lately, there's a whining epidemic in our world. People are even whining about whining. 
Are you sick and tired of listening to everyone whining all the time? So was January Jones, the author of Thou Shall Not Whine, the 11th commandment that reached number one at Amazon.com. Ms. Jones based her book on a survey of the top 10 things that people whine about at all ages and all stages of life. January is a success coach that can tell you how to help others. When you buy Thou Shalt Not Whine, the 11th commandment, you'll find out what people whine about and how to stop them from whining. This is the perfect gift book to give or get for any occasion. Thou Shall Not Wine was voted the best gift to be given anonymously for those special people in your life. Ms. Jones is an internationally known author in the style of Irma Bombeck, specializing in housewife humor with her book being published in Korea and China. You can find Thou Shall Not Wine at Amazon.com. Welcome back with our guest, Eileen McCabe. I wanted to share with everyone that Dale Bruner did a fabulous interview this week that is now posted at iHeartRadio, and it was a powerful, priceless interview. So much fun to have him on the show, as always. Now, Eileen, we were talking about the chakras, the seven chakras, and we we left off at four. So share with us what chakra number five is. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Chakra number five is the throat chakra, and that's physically located near your neck, and it's represented by the color blue. Um, And the throat chakra really um, represents your ability to connect, communicate, and express yourself, um, both with yourself and other people in a deep and satisfying way. Um, Mm -hmm. So it really deals with your ability to not only communicate verbally, but also can be in writing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a great way to explore that throat chakra is to, um, you want to get somebody's permission, of course, before you do this, but maybe record <laughs> yourself in conversation with another uh-huh. person, or you could just record yourself talking, um, and then listen to how you sound. Um, okay. Now, I know when I have done these, and I may even cringe as I listen to myself on this interview, you know, just mm-hmm. hearing, my, hearing yourself talk. Um, can be a difficult thing, um, mm. but it also can be very empowering and a real key to living more authentically is just listening to yourself express through your own voice. Oh, well, that's something I try to do all the time, as you know. <laughs> Let's talk about yes. chakra number six. Yes, um, chakra number six, that's the third eye chakra, and physically it's located at that point in between your eyes and your eyebrows. And it correlates with a person's sense of intuition um, or ability to be able to see what's coming, what's coming in the future, that sort of sixth sense that we all have, that spider sense that we all have and may sometimes disregard. Um, And, you know, a, a great way to activate this is, you know, through any type of meditation practice or also through journaling. Um, doing some retrospective work, maybe looking back and finding different points in time where you're, you intuited something or you knew something before it happened. Um, and it can be a really great way to really build on your intuitive skills and abilities. Well, that's something that everyone knows they have, and people just are reluctant sometimes to develop it and explore it. Uh, chakra number seven, I'm sure this is going to be the white one. <laughs> yes, exactly. Chakra number seven, that crown chakra, it's located right at the crown of the head, um, uh-huh. and represented by the color white or like a golden healing type of a light. Um, 
you know, that represents spiritual enlightenment or somebody's connection with the divine or whatever power they consider greater than themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, a great way to be able to enhance that chakra is through any practice where you're able to connect with a power greater than yourself or in, really in daily life, just trying to be able to see yourself in all other living beings, just really being able to see that, that same power and light that we all share. Oh, well, thank you so much. This is wonderful for you to share the seven chakras with our listeners. Now, before we go on and talk about gratitude, could you share with us your website and tell everyone how they can get your books and the special offer you have for veterans? Yes, absolutely. Um, you can go to my website. It's www.theinnerpeacediet.com. And um, there's absolutely lots of tons of free information there. I'm happy to give anybody um, a free trial of the Inner Peace Diet, a free copy um, of the Inner Peace Diet, a trial of that if you visit the website. Um, and so that, that extends to everyone, veterans and, and non-veterans included, absolutely. Oh, wonderful. And your books are available? And my books are available um, through Amazon.com. My book, mm-hmm. The Inner Peace Diet, it's, um, the first edition is not in physical print, but it's available in Kindle now. It's out of print, and my husband and I are actually updating and revising. So we have a membership-based website that actually has all of the updated recipes, information from the book based on current research, and it also has yoga videos, um, meditation, mm-hmm. audio downloads, cooking demonstrations, so if somebody's thinking about investing in the Inner Peace Diet, we definitely do the membership site over the book just because it is more current. It's the okay. More current and please, please give that website one more time. Yes, absolutely. It's www.theinnerpeacediet.com. Wonderful. And to our listeners, while you're on the Internet checking out Eileen's website, be sure to go to www.JanuaryJones.com. Sign on to my website with an email and your name, and you will receive a weekly e-blast with wonderful interviews like you're hearing right now. Now, Eileen, how many recipes are in your book? I believe there's, um, in, in the book version, there's 65. Okay. Um, in, yes. And how, um, did, in, how did your husband decide which recipes to include? You know, that was, that was really tough over the course of the editing process. That's the one beautiful thing about our updated version is that we're a lot, we were able to include all of the recipes that got cut and sort of change things around and adding uh-huh. all kinds of things because we had to cut a significant amount just because we had to stay within specific page numbers and things like mm-hmm. that. So it was very difficult. It was a very <laughs> difficult process deciding what to eliminate and what to keep. <laughs> well, I looked at them, and I tell you, frankly, I'd love to be invited to your house. They all look wonderful. What does gratitude have to do with inner peace and living the life you dream about? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Gratitude is something that is really highly correlated or connected with a sense of inner peace. Um, and, and having a, a daily gratitude practice is something that research indicates can be really beneficial in terms of having happiness. So, you know, that could include journaling about happiness, 
Um, it could be writing, uh, you know, reviewing your day either in a chronological or reverse chronological order and thinking about the different people in your life, the different experiences or even thoughts that you have that you're grateful for and writing down, you know, anywhere from three to five or writing paragraphs about them. Or if you feel really short on time and you're not a writer, even just laying in bed at night before you fall uh-huh. asleep or before you right. wake up in the morning and just listing, you know, three things that you're grateful for. There's been actual studies that that decreases depression, decreases anxiety. Um, so it's, it's a really nice way to infuse your day with inner peace. Well, you know, it's a wonderful way to start the day and it's a wonderful way to end the day. Now, so many people are stressed out these days and we see so much of it. And it's it's no wonder with our 24-7 news cycle, everyone's worried about everything. What are some secrets that you can share with our listeners so that they can learn to manage their stress levels? Absolutely. You know, there's, there's so many great ideas. And one, of, one of the simplest ideas or one of the simplest strategies for um, letting go of stress is, mm-hmm. is something that, that's taught by Dr. David Hawkins. And I, I have a little bit of a different variation on it, which I'll, which I'll share with you, but the uh-huh. letting go technique. So you're really tuning into that stressful story or those stressful thoughts that you're telling yourself, which may very well be fact or reality-based but you're just tuning into that story, the most frequent stressful thoughts that you have, and then mm-hmm. gradually you're shifting your focus away from that story and focusing on bodily sensations. So, for example, you may have a thought that's saying, oh, my gosh, like what is that blood work going to look like the next time I get the test? I'm so worried. Is it going to reveal that I'm diabetic? I'm so stressed out. So you're shifting the thought away from that, and then you're Mm -hmm. focusing on where in your body you're feeling that. So it may be you're feeling a constriction in your belly, or it might feel you're feeling tension in your neck, an aching sensation in your neck. So instead of paying attention to the thoughts, you're just staying with the feeling, breathing into the feeling until it dissipates, until that feeling completely runs out. Um, And that can be a way to really watch stress um, dissipate in, in a matter of minutes. And it sounds very simple, but it's one of mm-hmm. those things that you really have to try for yourself to really see if it's effective for you or not. And for many people, it's highly effective in letting go of stress. Well, it sounds like it's a wonderful exercise. We're going to take a break and hear from our sponsors, and we'll be right back with the Inner Peace Diet. Have you ever met someone who was unforgettable? Someone who has touched your heart and soul. People who have faced difficult problems. People who have fearlessly shared their stories, their struggles, and their successes. People who have priceless personalities. In my new book, Priceless Personalities, Success Stories Shared by January Jones, I am honored to be able to share with you people dealing with problems such as incest, molestation, child abuse, drug abuse, polygamy, unemployment, scandal, starting over, self-esteem, and workplace issues. My guests have all been exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They will amaze, amuse, and even astonish you. You will adore getting to meet them at Amazon.com. My book is now available, two-for-one, paperback and Kindle editions. 
Are you a fitness professional, a trainer, or a coach? Would you like consistent and timely updates on your team's performance? We have a completely customizable app that can give you real-time information via the internet or your handheld phone. Track the performance of your client's progress with their physical fitness regimen. Track team members' performance or schedule a workout session. Meet up at the gym, on the bike trail, or wherever your physical activities take you. The app is called Socially Fit or SoFit and can be found on the iTunes Store. Look for the blue Socially Fit icon. When combined with data analysis capabilities, you not only feel the effects of your fitness routine, you also see the graphical progress of your results. The app makes the complex simple, so that more of your time is spent sculpting your physique with less time tracking your results with old-fashioned pen and paper. Download it today to begin a new year with data to show your progress in meeting your goals. Are you socially fit? Well, I hope everyone out there will become socially fit. That's my intention this year for sure. Now, um, Eileen, briefly, could you tell us a little bit about the EFT, Emotional Freedom Technique, and how that helps? Yes, absolutely. The Emotional Freedom Technique, um, it's otherwise known as tapping, and it just involves a system um, where a client or a person, you're just simply using your own fingers to tap on various meridian points that are associated with both ancient Chinese medicine and also the system of yoga and the marma points, which are uh-huh. just another name for other points on the body. Um, so a, a client is instructed or taught how to tap on their own body to reduce um, stress, anxiety, even post-traumatic stress symptoms. Um, mm-hmm. There's lots of exciting emerging research of using uh, this type of EFT, the emotional freedom technique that was uh, invented or pioneered by Dr. Gary Craig with veterans that have PTSD. Okay. And so many of them do. And that tapping sounds like a very simplistic technique, but it's very effective from what I have heard. What about breakthroughs in neuroscience uh, demonstrating the effectiveness of meditation and yoga? What are, what are the, what's the news in neuroscience? Yeah, lots of really exciting things going on, lots of studies that are actually going on right now. Um, and then there's there, there's some that have been out there for a while, in particular the work of Dr. Andrew Newberg, who I'm very lucky um, is actually on my dissertation committee at the University of Pennsylvania. And Dr. Newberg's studies around meditation have demonstrated the people that meditate on a regular basis, they actually have a very strong part of their brains that is able to mitigate that um, the limbic system um, and also the prefrontal cortex. So the limbic system is that part of our brain that's responsible for those really strong emotions like fear, like anger. And that prefrontal cortex is you know, it's that rational part of our brains that's able to sort of talk and judge and talk ourselves mm-hmm. down, be rational. And there's some really exciting research that, that demonstrates how meditation um, is just really enhances that anterior cingulate, that, po- that portion of the brain that mitigates the, the frontal lobes and mm-hmm. uh, the limbic system. Now, what is your dissertation on? 
Um, my dissertation is actually a CEU, a continuing education course for mental health professionals. It's yoga-based, um, chair yoga-based, which shows professionals how to reduce their own stress and enhance self-care um, through the combined practices of yoga and the emotional freedom technique, a lot of the, the work from the Inner Peace Diet. Okay. And what are mirror neurons? I've never heard that term before. Yeah, so it's a great, there's a mirror, great question. Those mirror neurons um, are those places in our brain. They're located in the side of our brain, um, in the inferior parietal cortex. And what they are is they're neurons that fire when we witness somebody else in the environment performing an activity, even if we're dormant and not performing that activity ourselves. And a nice example of that is let's say you, January, were um, sitting at home at your computer and you're watching a YouTube video of someone performing karate. The exact same neurons that are firing in that person's brain that's doing the karate are also firing in yours as you're watching them do karate, even though you're sitting there not doing karate physically yourself. Um, okay. So a lot of this research is showing us just how deeply um, we as humans are affected by our environment. And oh. it, you know, it's also showing that potentially how things like intuition, there's a real fundamental basis for that there. Um, so lots of exciting research um, that shows why things like self-care are so important because by taking care of ourselves and our own emotional needs, you know, whether it's through meditating or doing other pleasurable activities, you know, that sense of well-being is naturally going to extend to the people that we're closest to, that we share physical space with, like our friends and family, mm-hmm. co-workers. Right, right. You know, I want to share with my listeners before we come to an end of our show, uh, if you go to the website, there is a page where there's an exercise to uncover your truest desires and life purpose. And uh, there's several questions that you can ask yourself. And these questions are fantastic. Actually, we'll have to do a whole entire show on these nine questions in the future. I hope you will come back and do that with us. <laughs> oh, I would be honored. I, I loved being here with you today, January. Thank you. Now, briefly, tell us what success means today to you as we speak, and do you have any regrets or advice for our listeners? Yeah, to me, success means living in alignment with whatever your values are. Um, You know, success, you know, I used to think would be correlated with achieving certain things, whether that be, you know, a particular job, status, money. Um, you know, having a child. And now I think it's really just living in alignment with your values and really appreciating what you have. Um, you know, and, yeah, and, and in terms of regrets, I, I don't have any. You know, my, my, my big goal in life is to not have any regrets. <laughs> and when I get on my deathbed to really be able to say, you know what, I, I did my absolute best in every moment with what I had. Okay, well, and you surely have, and I know you have found your passion, which is why you are so successful. And one of the questions you ask at your website is, what exactly would you do to make the most of your time on earth? And I'm here to say, Eileen McCabe, you are doing a terrific job 
with your time on earth and it has been a pleasure to share you with my listeners and share your fabulous book the inner peace diet and do please do come back and visit with us again yes thank you so much january and thank you so much for all of the wonderful work that you bring to this world and all the gifts that you're sharing with with us here It's been my pleasure. And to my wonderful listeners, we hope you've enjoyed our show today. Hasn't it been fascinating? And now we all know about chakras. My upcoming guests for the show are all exciting, eclectic, and energizing. They are clever, creative, and contagious. This is the show where you hear information that will help you to become successful too. I would love to welcome you to our No Whining World. We love sharing our stories, struggles, and secrets for success. It's our hope we can encourage all of our listeners to emulate our guests. Remember my mantra, if you think it, then you can do it. So for now, dear friends, please stop with the whining and then start smiling and then start sharing our success show with everyone you know. And if that doesn't work, then start eating chocolate, lots and lots of chocolate. Again, thank you to my wonderful guest, Eileen McCabe. Be sure to go to her website, The Inner Peace Diet, and be sure to go to JanuaryJones.com. This is January Jones thanking you for joining me today on my journey and reminding you to take care and stay safe. We want to thank you for listening to January Jones Sharing Success Stories. Always remember Ms. Jones' personal mantra, if you can think it, you can do it. That's what all of our guests have done with their lives, and so can you. You are the ultimate success coach in your own life. All you need to do will be to start sharing your own story with your family and friends. We hope that our guest stories will encourage you to explore an equation in your future that will combine your creativity, plus connecting with others will enable you to be successful too. Always remember, your passion plus your purpose will equal prosperity as you explore the wonderful world of January Jones.